imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, Jason? How's it going, bro? What's up, man? And how's it going, Gary? Another another, uh, another good show should be on our way. So <laughs> welcome. Welcome, everybody. And uh, Josh, God bless you, man. Hope everything's going good with you. Uh, let's get this on this road. Let's do this. And guys, we have, a like Jason said, we have a, another uh, amazing show, Mount Crushmore. Uh, this is uh, Gary's book. Genesis, the Genesis six conspiracy. He's doing this for free. He was telling me he does like four shows a week sometimes. So guys, please, as he comes on, support him. We got to keep him out there, you know, doing this thing. So, uh, uh, so, uh, Gary Wayne, how's it going? How's everything doing good and happy to be back with you guys tonight and, uh, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, I do. I do try and stay busy. So, always lots of topics to talk about and you know the way things are changing these days and the frenetic pace that's going on with things that's coming you know one after another and it's and it's it's hard to keep up so you know anything we can do to shed some light on it for people and sort of give perspective from a christian perspective then that's uh, that's that's important because i think things are only going to get more frenetic it's going to get at a faster pace of change and you know the pace of uh, things coming at us is just going to i think make people numb and almost to the point where they maybe aren't going to pay attention to what would have shocked the world it's like it's like becoming desensitized to it i totally 100 percent agree and and it's we gotta always come at people with this christian perspective you know we uh wake people up uh we were talking about it a little bit ago like we're trying to bring this the the, the bible into the conspiracy theorist home so that they can know the absolute truth you know for sure so uh and guys today 
we're going to be going over the World Economic Forum. And uh, I would like him to like kind of show us how how they um, how they they going to relate to prophecy, um, you know, and kind of show us what their plan is and maybe what secret society that is is backing them up. Um, is the Antichrist coming out of this? Uh, you know, stuff like that. So we're going to kind of get deep into it. Uh, I have some notes written up, but uh, Gary always comes and just crushes it, and I just try to do my best to keep up. You know, and- <laughs> well, this, is a, this is a good follow up show too, from our last show to into this. It is perfect. It is it, definitely perfectly perfect. fits right in because what we were going over last time into now is like, man, it's right some on. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm <laughs> It's hard to sleep at night right now. <laughs> you look outside. Yeah. You look outside for the black van, man. It's trying to pick you up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Gary, if if you could kind of just, I don't know if you want to go like into the history of the World Economic Forum or how you'd like to go with this, but um, I always trust that you you always have some amazing information. You know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it should be at the top of mind for everybody right now, based on the meetings that were happening just a month ago with the G20 and the B20 for the first time. And I think we should probably talk about some of the things and we will a little bit later as to what they talked about, because it all is part of this march to what I would call or Gary Kaw um, wrote about, uh, you know, world occupation, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. by, by the globalists and the polytheists. So the, uh, the world economic forum is the Davos crew, right. And they meet every January. So they have another big meeting coming up, whether it's January or February, they meet early in the new year and they set the marching orders for that year for what they want to try and get done. Um, which is why it's so odd that they were bringing the G20 and the B20 together. But originally, you know, the Davos group um, that answers to the Committee of 300. Okay. Uh, which also the IMF, yeah, the IMF answers to the Committee of 300 as well. Um, so does the Bilderbergers. So marching orders go out from there. The World Bank answers to the Committee of 300. And um, Club of Rome does as well. So all globalist organizations dealing with the economic destinies of the world through specific oligarchic families that, you know, are the royales, the nobility that sort of control everything. So it was interesting that uh, as Davos crew came out, which is the committee of 300 and in also Klaus Schwab is just sort of the face, uh, the puppet uh, that is speaking for all of the powerful families and the organizations and things that are in behind. But it used to be just a business meeting, right? Just powerful people. And then the government started to get involved and then more active. All the governments are set, you know, they all send representatives now to this meeting. And I think the G20 and the B20 was an amalgamation of bringing a lot of these lanes together to get connected as the technology is is starting to permit them to do in a way that um, hasn't been available, you know, in the past. And if you don't think it's important when the G20 gets together, 
think about this. It they make up 80% of the world GDP. Yeah. And 75% of the trade. Mm -hmm. So you have 20 nations that are meeting and now they're meeting with the with with the business groups that of the of the committee 300 sponsored group and includes the IMF it includes all of these other groups and you're seeing a national socialism on a global scale forming because socialism is working with um the national socialism is working with private enterprise for the agenda of the you know of the body politic mm. and so you, you're starting to see that and it's going to be driven through the oligarchs uh, just as corporations were kind of the Western uh, predecessor of that. But it's really sort of modeled on the Chinese system yeah. that developed and, and started to say, hey, we need to move a little bit more to the center and bring in controlled free enterprise and just, you know, similar model to our controlled one party democracy that controls the one party media system. Right. Yeah, That's wow. the system. And it was similar to the what what uh, the Nazis did in World War Two. They did a similar thing. The communists did. But this is a recognition that there has to be something a little bit different. So it's National Socialism that was created to uh, control communism, but on a world scale that they're trying to bring about. So that's why you start to see all of this socialistic sort of things that that come come about with it. So when they got together on this last meeting they were talking about doubling down because things didn't quite go the way they wanted through the pestilence they didn't get the great reset we should be talking hopefully in the show a little bit about the great reset as well yep. and and they didn't get as far and not everything worked in terms of the catastrophe of the pestilence so they're trying to figure out how they're going to go forward from that right so you have this uh, common theme at the meeting is, is that they're, they want to restructure the entire world. Well, that's pretty ambitious, just like the Great Reset is very ambitious. But a reset is smaller than a complete restructuring of our world. I mean, we're talking top to bottom, and the Great Reset is going to be part of that that's going to solve you know, some of uh, the fundamental things lacking in, temp in terms of social cohesion, as they call it. And they want to transfer. So like something like that, that they think that that might be a pact for peace. That yes. the great reset is like a, like a total pact of like maybe bringing the whole world together to start all over. And they're making it a, in a utopian type of dream that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, also, that's, I think I think it's a dystopian called, dream. And it's called a, it's called the World Economic Forum because they yes. want to take the world's economy, turn it into a corporation, and these elites yes. want to be the shareholders. Yeah, so that's yeah. That's it's just so yeah. here. Here's how they sort of described it: is is they wanted to um, transform the world into what they call a multi-poly world. And they have some real jargon that sort of goes along with their theology. And that involves a complete reset of the economic, political, social, and ecological um, settings in the world in, in every country and reform it 
and do it through crises. So they like to use every opportunity of a crisis. So expect more contrived catastrophes to drive it, just as we know the pestilence was contrived, just as we know the war in Ukraine is contrived. Like all of these are designed to drive us into their hands. And so they're wanting to, in this poly, multi-poly world, they want government to control everything. Yes. Came out right out and said it. And they're working with... <laughs> Alibaba, that you know, a huge high tech company out of China yep. uh, that has worked in China along with Apple, but Alibaba is sort of the main player here from a corporation. And they want to amalgamate through Alibaba and, and their technology systems to track everybody's movement in the world. Yes. And they want to track uh, our carbon footprint to go with it. And yes. they want to track everything that you're going to be doing. And so when you start to look on that, that means look on that sort of scale, that means they're going to need to be doing uh, a, co a combining of a lot of different types of technologies. And uh, that is including a new passport that includes um vaccines that they want to establish that's going to work in conjunction with the alibaba um, technology mm. and they want the who organization it's going to be a world health organization passport that would be issued that permits you to move around based on a whole bunch of other things it's not just the vaccines because they want to be able to track your carbon footprint footprint yeah. and the alibaba system is made up of social credit system ah yeah so you have a set political agenda that you need to keep at a minimum score for moving around maybe even going to see a concert or yeah. a football game everything will have a threshold including financing so it, that you have to meet like a credit score for financing that they have out there today. That now becomes part of the social credit sort of measuring stick. Our, our credit and score you, won't be too high. I'll tell yeah. you. That. <laughs> Dude, we, we won't be our able credit to, score will be, we, we're not going to be able to buy, sell, or, or, you know, like the mark of yeah. the beast. Cause Don't our matter, credit score will be so low, but yeah. okay, so it's uh, Gary, I think it's interesting too. It's like the Hegelian dialectic, the climate control, one of their main objectives, they give us, they give us a problem of course that we all caused and there's yeah. no way for us to track it. There's no yeah. way for us to know what climate control is even doing. Right. So yeah. we have to trust the, the news and these elites who fly across the world, even to the G20 meeting, like 1500 yeah. jets are all flying in. And also um, I, I think it's instead of climate control, it's exactly what you said, Gary, I think it's human control. It is. That's, that's what that's what the Ten Commandments. They'll, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna so, have cities, right? Smart cities where they're yep. where they're yeah. So yeah, go go ahead, uh, Gary. I'm sorry. No, no, you're 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 going, you're on a run there. So uh, I yeah, I I just get things flashing through my head. <laughs> yeah, me <laughs> yeah. that's what happened to me. So they're gonna have smart cities where, where they're gonna have, you know, we'll give you free Wi-Fi. Yep. We're gonna give yep. you uh cars, but they're not gonna allow you to travel unless because yep. the carbon footprint. So I want to go to yep. my aunt's house in Las Vegas yep. or you can't do that because you already use too much carbon well, footprint this week. This well, week. yeah, and you won't be able to plug your electric car in either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> because you haven't met the threshold. So yeah. this whole 
passport Alibaba system that's going to be able to link into cryptocurrency that we'll get to probably later is being submitted to the next World Health Organization to move to the next level. And all that tells you is, is they're continuing to work on on the new uh, on the new system. So they're looking for many type of catastrophes to move the agenda forward. So we're going to see more pestilence, but we're going to see a financial catastrophe and a bankrupting of the Western economies and third world nations and as many nations as they can, because they need to, they want as part of this to have a complete global reset for capitalism, right? And they have seven points for their uh, global reset. And uh, the first one is environmental sustainability. So anything green is going to be part of the social credit system that's part of this passport that, that's coming. They want fairer economies, translation socialism, so that they're going to demand that the West continues to, to pour money to uh, dictators and line the pockets of the rulers. But as we know, any money that we send around the world, you don't even get a trickle-down effect to poor. You get a complete rediversion of that money to the already wealthy to make them more wealthy. Um, number three, they want technology for good. So technology for good in terms of the progressive fascist ideology, right? Because they are intolerant of any belief system than their own. And we've seen how vicious they can be. Mm -hmm. Once they get this, they'll become genocidal. Believe me, yeah. they'll have too much power. They want a reskilling of workers for, for, for future work. As they're developing all of the robotics to put everybody out of work, they're destroying the middle class through a lot of different avenues in terms of technology, in terms of taxation, in terms of uh, you know, inflation. the inflation that's going yes. on, taxation yeah. for carbon taxes. They're just everything they do is designed to get rid of the middle class because they want the old feudal system. Yeah. Right. That old four class system where you've got uh, slave labor or illegal immigrants um, yeah. that are that are basically at the bottom. You've got a very small entrepreneurial class as in the feudal system where you had blacksmiths or you would have bakers you know seamstresses but nothing of a major level because anything above that from religion to the major businesses like the east indian trading company for example hudson bay any of the large companies of old was always owned and run by the nobility elite. So they also will control the religion as they've always controlled the priest class and also the governing class. And at the top level of the army, all of the generals and the warrior class, which is mm. so you, and all of that makes up the first two of the class system with uh, a separation of the, um, sort of oligarch oligarchical class to the actual upper end. So above the, uh, you know, the Rosicrucian level and even into the Committee of 300 to the top level of the families, Council of 33, 13 families in the West, that's where you get that small separation. So it's that true 1%. They also want um, 
better want woke business. They call it better business, but they want woke businesses because they have to be working in that national socialism on a global scale perspective, right? They have to be working towards the world government political agenda. And they want fair access to all. That's equity, not equality, not fairness of opportunity of uh, government dispensed and controlled crumbs. <laughs> and and if you look at what communism did, particularly in China, it created the most equal system in the world. Everybody was poor, the poorest people in the world, because <laughs> the system can't create wealth except for the oligarchical ruling class of the Communist Party, right? That's the only way it can make people equal and equitable because socialism can't create wealth. It can't create that lift power. I mean, capitalism needs to have controls, but it's the system that brought the most people in the world out of slavery and perpetual poor, being perpetual poor. So it wants to go beyond geopolitics. So that means world government. And in under the vein of that's point number seven is endless end of borders. And we've seen them experimenting, unfortunately, with the U.S. and other European countries. What that means is, is you'll have anarchy of people moving to take wealth from the people who are working. And what happens in these socialistic uh, dystopias is that the people who were doing the production will eventually say, I'm not going to work to support all of them. Yeah. Right. And that's when it collapses. So it never works. We always know the end and the end of nationalism. That's why anybody that is patriotic or nationalist in any way. I mean, look what happened with the, uh, the mega uh, group and how they were labeled. If you are pro country, you are a racist, you are a bigot, you are less than human and that expect that to continue to be raised. And of course it leads to world government and in behind it is they have the polytheist religion that they want to be able to bring on as well. So as you look at how this whole system works is that you have that organizational structure that is putting things to work, but you need significant money. And with that significant money, you need to have the, theology, the philosophy, the love of Sophia behind it, which is run by the people who own the real wealth in the world. I know, and I was doing research on the off-the-books wealth record, and this has got to be 15 years ago now. It's not that Elon Musk is the richest person no in the world. That nope. that is a drop in the bucket. At that time, <laughs> estimates were coming in at three hundred to five hundred trillion off the books, and that's just in Europe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. they they I have agree, wealth yeah. that is unimaginable. So that's so, the global reset, and how they want to be able to kind of bring that about, and that financial collapse is is they want to bankrupt. The nations and they want to be able to bankrupt most people so that when they go in and reset you will exchange all of your assets to be have debt relief and people who have done a good job of looking after themselves if you remember what they did as a sample run in malta 
uh, in the, two, the aftermath of the 2008, they just went in and took the money out of the bank accounts yeah. of people. Wow. And, and, and again, expect that that's what they're going, going to be doing. And so nobody's going to own anything. The government's going to own it and the oligarchs. So you're going to have nothing but slums again, because the slum landlords were always the wealthy, right? Because we're mundane <laughs> and, and, and that's going to be coming back and that you're going to have to work and take the crumbs and it's going to work through the social credit system in terms of how much you cooperate to whether or not you get enough crumbs, barely enough, or they'll be trying to starve you to death. And you see that, okay, like here in America, what, what you see is they're trying to, you know, cause we have the, we have guns still, right. They're yep. trying to squeeze the guns out of us. They want to get all of them. Obviously that's, I think they need to eliminate all the weapons that, that are up. The ones that you can use against the military. I'm not talking yes. about 22s. Yep. I'm talking, they want to squeeze all that out. So they're just doing all these agendas all at one and once. And I believe in 2019, they just, they, they lined up the battlefield for the new world order and they started pushing forward and they were doing yep. a giant experiment and they're finding out who's going to comply credit score yep. wise. Cause if you didn't go and get your, you know, whatever, I don't want to say it on YouTube, then yep. they know that who has guns addresses phone numbers of each person who didn't yep. comply and it's and it's like a giant experiment and also is getting the the uh, the businesses to shut down find yep. out which businesses would comply with yep. with their orders so there's a lot of moving parts happening all at once all at once which makes it so big that people don't want to believe it yeah. and again most countries in the world a lot of not most but let's say a lot of countries in the world have already given up their guns yes they have Australia and, uh, being one of them, and yeah. they got forced and, inoculations, and the police were coming to their doors, coming to 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 uh, churches, shutting yeah. them down. I mean, they were just it was just uh, it was immense, and it was intense, and there was people yeah. that were hitting me up from Australia. Let's yeah. to our show, saying, "Man, don't ever give up you guys' guns, because now that the government has guns, yeah. we have nothing." <laughs> They can't travel out of there yeah. either. They had to all stay. So yeah, it is standard mo of left wing fascism to take the guns away so that you have no ability to fight back. Um, and so it is part of that globalist agenda to disarm the public. And the U.S. is the most heavily armed country in the world. Yep. And so much so that I don't think. There could ever be, no matter the size of the army, an invasion of the United States because the population has way too much weaponry. Uh -huh. and, and 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 I'm not here to school anybody on the on the American Constitution, but Arizona. <laughs> but that's why. But that's exactly why you have the right to bear arms, so that you can't have that totalitarian ism imposed on you by anyone in any shape or form and so once you give that up you That's open it. the door for yeah. a, a coup uh and a totalitarian government and certainly we see the whole complete on about a 92 percent or better level of the organizational structure of almost everything in the united states that is one party system and they're, yeah. they're moving in that direction in a very very fast way yes i see canada they took away the uh the rifles they took away the handguns so they're just not yet their, 
Well, I mean, uh, just not yet. It's not in yet. Parliament, but they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're I've getting been... so much blowback that yeah, they've I'm not delayed the updates. it. But they're I'm not getting the updates. Yeah. But my, I'm having friends from Canada. They're like, yeah. bro, they're taking the gun. Like, okay, so it happens. It hasn't happened yet, but you guys yeah. see. But it will. But it how will. It's, how it's moving down yes. into here, and yeah. you know. When you when you're talking about a one party system because you know left wing right wing is the same bird they're just yeah. they're just you know they're just acting okay they're just they're, they want they want the guns away too that they're part of the government they want them too even though yeah. they're acting like republicans they yeah. want it too because they want to they're moving into the system that that Gary's well, talking about yeah well uh, yep everybody has to understand i mean everybody's heard the term neocon right mm. that's the perpetual war and the globalists and the establishment part of the republican party but you have the neoliberal as well. Most people don't hear that term. And that is the the left. And the left has, the extreme left has control of the uh, liberal party. You don't have JFK's Democratic Party today. You have uh, the neoliberals that are perpetual war, which they never used to be. Uh, oh. They are, they don't uh, want free free speech, which they always stood up for. Mm. Right. They don't yeah. want liberties, uh, which they always said they stood up for. Um, they were anti-government and now they are the government <laughs> yeah, sure. and they control everything. And so if it's globalist, it doesn't matter what party it is. Yeah. They're fascists. Yeah. Yeah. They they want to be. They want, now, um, what was I going to say? Okay. So the committee of 300, you kind of talked about that. They're, they're underneath yep. them. So from a uh, perspective, like us, we would think, you know, King Charles, the third is on top of, of the committee of 300. Is that true? Is, is he the, the, the leader of the committee of 300? Like, like all the, all the research that, that, um, or is that just, um, you know, is he just a puppet for them? Uh, he, he's only uh, doing, what would we call just sort of visual things? He's not going to sh show us his his a true position and his true support. He's above that, mm. right? Okay. Uh, you would have that's that's the committee of three hundred families, but not the top thirteen or the top thirty three. Mm. So he would control. Okay. As part of his uh, authority, people working underneath. So he'll make some shows. He, I mean, he, he, he likes to be visible. He's very visible in, in the climate movement as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, you won't see him getting his hands dirty on that. That's done through high level Royal Masonic organizations. Uh, and each of the families have their own group. Everybody in these high level families, um, they don't have a choice um they have to take a position and everybody has a role and agenda that they're fulfilling yeah i see that mm. well i guess they, if there there is a choice but then you're basically ostracized right of course yeah you just yeah because um they all got to go along with the agenda so definitely yeah um uh let's see um so i was gonna say do the Rothschilds have anything to do with the World Economic Forum? Because I keep having, I, I keep hearing on all these podcasts, which I I don't track, I can't track Klaus Schwab to the Rothschilds. Everybody's like, oh, he's he's a Rothschild. I'm like, I don't believe so because I've been studying him. Yeah. I just heard about his dad yeah. selling uh, weapons to to Germany, you know, yeah. uh, during the World War II. Yeah. I, I I can't track him back to the Rothschilds. Is is that 
something that you could track back to them? Um, who can who who can you not track well, back to the Rothschilds? Um, I've heard on a lot of different podcasts because I, you know, when I was studying this, that yep. uh, you know, but they're just throwing it out. Klaus, there. Klaus Schwab. They say that yeah. he's a Rothschild, but I, I can't. I've been studying it and I can't find that. Is that is that something that you you've heard of? Yeah, no, I've not. I've not found um, his bloodlines back to the Rothschilds, um, but I haven't checked the mm -hmm. Bauer lineage. Oh, okay. And, and the Rothschilds changed their name from the Bauer family. But if I was looking for, uh, and I haven't done research on him, but if I was looking for Klaus Schwab, I'd be looking at the Habsburgs and the Hanovers if you're looking for a bloodline there. Okay. So the Rothschilds, they are definitely part of the international uh, monetary fund. They're definitely part of the world banking. They are the primary family of banking. Yeah. Uh, in the West, and all of the major banks still pay homage to them, and they were set up to be the bankers for the globalists way back uh, from 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 their beginning, and so they're they're heavily involved through the Committee of Three Hundred, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that they've been able to ennoble themselves to go any higher. Okay, all right. I was just wondering, I. Because and they're hear, visible, right? So yeah, whenever I hear economic, I always think yeah. of, of the Rothschilds. I want to see if they had anything to do with them. Um, let's see. Um, and then, what do you feel? How do you feel the World Economic Forum is going to fit into prophecy? Do you believe they're going to bring in the uh, digital currency, uh, assist with the mark of the beast? Uh, what do, What do you think? Yeah. Well, if you think about what Davos uh, was trying to do, and I think it was 2018, and it's a very significant, it was, and I think they're out, we're out over their skis again, but it tells you where they're going. So they imagined, and this is pre-pestilence, an implant system. And this implant system was going to be a merging of technologies. Right. So it would be connected into a major uh, cloud type system, but something even more advanced than that is, is what they have imagined. And but something based on that. And this implant system would be able to do everything that the beast system is designed to do that Babylon puts in place and is ready for Antichrist, okay? And he takes it to the ultimate totalitarian level. Not that Babylon won't be totalitarian, mm -hmm. but yeah. it will go to another level and with the mark of the beast. And so the implant system is designed to also look after your health so that they're working on digital technology. They're working on... Uh, gene technology and below that into bot level and building blocks of, of, of life technology that would be passed through to the individual through this implant system. And what they imagined was, is that through uh, offer the ability to offer long life, immortality mm. um, wow. and, 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 cures to vac to 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 pestilences to disease because it would be able to work with like a digital system similar to what was being offered in some of the medication for the last pestilence but more advanced but that would just automatically deliver it 
right? Because it's hooked up to AI. It's hooked up to quantum computing, which has access to all of the, the knowledge through the Atma particle that they're searching for that um, transmits all the knowledge of the universe through quantum entanglement as because it's a, an invisible particle that melds with a particle you can measure and they're looking for it. Mm -hmm. And that is what they would call coming out of the up and shads. And I, I don't have all my notes in it in terms of the atomic particle, but they look at it as the duplicating of the Holy Spirit as wow. part of that system, that it is offering unlimited wisdom, unlimited life, and a counterfeiting of the Holy Spirit, which accounts for part of the prophetic mystery to the mark of the beast, why humans are going to somehow have their DNA change their body structure and become something hybrid, something different that causes them not to have that sin forgiven. And the only sin that isn't forgiven is a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And so when you're looking at Sophia, you have this mother goddess of the dualistic religion that's going to be coming. This is the mother goddess aspect that is also counterfeiting the Holy Spirit that polytheism has. And Sophia is the root is is the second word in the compound word philosophy so philosophy means the love of sophia the love wow. of wisdom and that whole knowledge cult polytheism of gnosticism and and on all the polytheist religions is a knowledge cult yeah so, so, you, so were, you see it all coming together you were talking about uh longevity in life that's why in revelation the um the scorpion uh, locusts are going to be able to sting them for five months and they're not going to die. Correct. Is that part yeah, of it? Yeah. But they'll have the pain because yeah, yeah, you still got the pain. Of course. Torture. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that is still pre mark of the beast. But as I, as I say, what we have to get right is end time chronology. So at, Christ rises after the Ten Kings. The Ten Kings answer to Babylon. Babylon deceives the world through its sorceries, which is the Pharmacia world, and controls all the trade and everything else. So it builds that whole beast system, or it connects it all. Yeah. And then it's taken over by Antichrist, who takes the mark. And it may be an implant system that is replaced by another implant system by antichrist yeah. uh, that is going to come with also uh, uh, an oath of allegiance just as all of the people in polytheism swear an oath to their gods just as the 200 were the beginning of the oath based oath based system in the world it mm. sort of all neatly sort of comes in together in there and they're going to be you know swearing an oath of you know, Adam Athena again, which means to carry it out to the end, no matter what the consequences in. So that people even at the time of Armageddon are going to be blaspheming God and the angels in heaven because mm -hmm. they know. Yeah. They've already sworn. They've yeah. already taken it. Um, they already erased but, out of the book of life, yeah. right? So they know already. Yeah. So they're going to be. Yeah. 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 So it, it starts to make sense from what you're saying about the scorpion stings. Mm-hmm where people won't die for five months it's like how does how does a sting 
that's designed to hurt you lasts for five months and doesn't kill you, right? Yes. I suppose you could design something like that. But it's more likely there's something that's been created to stave that off so it doesn't kill you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because longevity, like you could take this. Now it's like, do you want to live eternally on earth or do you want to live eternally in heaven? They're going to offer you to be able yes. to live eternally on earth while, while God exactly. God is like, trust in me, you can live eternally in heaven. Yeah. And he's going to be, you know, he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. So, you know, you even uh, all this climate change, you guys are worried about the climate so much. And you know what's, you know, what's intriguing to me, uh, Gary, is worshiping the creation here. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And, and also, since when do they care about human lives, man? They're like, they, they, they push people like me <laughs> into war. We're getting killed. Yeah. There's babies that are dying at, at a massive rate. Uh, you know, we're they cattle. Yeah, they don't care about people's lives. So these guys are stepping yep. in now. All of a sudden, in 2019, like, oh, we care about your lives, and they're they're so out of to out of touch with reality. They're king, royalty, nobility, rich, elite people trying yep. to come in and speak to yep. us like they care. That's yes. like, are you yeah. serious? How do people not yeah. see this? You know, well, you don't want to see it, and yeah. you've been prepared not to see it. And to recognize what's going on creates that cognizant dissonance. And are you prepared to deal with that? Most people aren't. My advice for people, though, is once you've dealt with what you're actually seeing, when you can actually properly attune your critical thinking to, to, to look at what's going on in the world is, is it's actually a sense of freedom. It's, it's scary as heck, but it's a sense of freedom Like you understand what's going on in the world. It doesn't mean you have to like it, yeah. but you can better prepare yourself and, and maybe you can help others, but most people don't want to wake up. They yeah. would prefer to be being deceived to the alternative. And I get that because it will turn your whole world upside down. And why not? Yeah. yeah. And unlike in the Matrix movie, you can't go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you see, you can't unsee it. You're right. Yeah. You can never unsee it. So as as you're peeling back the onion, the deeper you get and you see what the what the world is for what it is. That's why, uh, you know, Jesus says, don't be of this world, you know, and th that's why yeah. the Bible's telling you don't be of this world. And and all of like, you know, all this technology, everything is constantly pulling you into the world. It's like a tug of war match. And uh, we can't let the world pull us into it, you know, and, and, and accept yeah. this type of system. So, but there is, uh, there's plenty of people you're right that are, that don't want to wake up. They're just they, allowing. And I don't blame them. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I mean, you know, when I was doing the research on my book and, you know, I believed in prophecy and that's one level to get at, but when you get into the size of the monster that you're up against, you're thinking you're kind of crazy as you're going through it and who's going to believe you because it's just too crazy. And I stopped, you know, <laughs> writing the first book many times because I thought just, this is, this is nuts, but I just sort of <laughs> kept getting this calling to come back and I'm going, well, I guess I'm nuts because I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least, but I mean, you can handle it because yeah. Reading your, like your book is, is, you know, you're, you're, you're like I said, you're peeling back onions on stuff that is, um, so much evil, you know, like so much evil. Yeah. But 
the thing is you understand that you have the foundation of the Bible to be able to know that God wins in the end. Yes. But I feel so sorry yes. for those that don't have the absolute truth of the Bible. And then they go into these conspiracies yep. because they don't have an answer. Yep. They're going down rabbit yeah. holes, but they have no answer. But we have, obviously we have Jesus well, Christ and we have God, right? Yep. We know who wins. Yeah. And the conspiracy notion is disinformation created by the left. Right. And it's, it's to not have people look deeper into things for fear of being shamed that way. In the meantime, exactly what they accuse the people telling the truth of is what they're doing all the time. And even when they're proved as being conspiracy theorists over and over and over and liars over and over and over, <laughs> there's no accountability. Of course. And if you don't want sort of sit back and say, how is that possible? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, but when you do, then you start going down the rabbit hole. And, and, and think, the more you dig, the deeper it goes. And they, they also, this is how smart they're getting now. I mean, CIA has been around for a long time. So they're also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but as you're going down rabbit holes, CIA is creating another rabbit hole to take your conspiracy mind into that. Yes. So it's like, you don't have time yep. to sift through everything. So sometimes you're, you start like, even with the, um, uh, you know, let's say some of the mass shootings or some of these things where you, you actually yep. start studying this, I'm noticing yep. that they're throwing out things for people to follow that yep. are, they're getting smart with this. So guys, they are. Well, and, it, and it's a great tactic. Like it's like a great that. tactic that they do yeah. there. So don't follow the small stuff. Yeah. That's They're doing that. <laughs> that's the disinformation. And then, then they get people into spreading the misinformation on it. And it just sort of goes viral. Follow the money, follow the power, watch yeah. what they do and see how that matches up to what they say. It tells you who, who they are. They, they're not hiding who they are. They just no. know they've, dulling everybody's senses because they've been brainwashed through uh, school and university, through the media, through the entertainment, and through um, peer pressure that has been levied in all aspects on the areas that I haven't covered. But they yeah. cover all aspects, and they, they, they put you to sleep, and they know you don't want to wake up. <laughs> yep. The devil is is behind this guy so Bob's he's been head. around for so long he knows our you know he knows us very well you know so yeah. um i think it's just getting uh like you were saying the birth pains are getting stronger and stronger they i think are. that mind control and that trance is getting stronger and stronger where it is like you said they don't want to wake up but it's um, but it's easier to do it now the internet and everything makes it so you get right yeah. on the spot. You can push a button and it's yeah. right there. Any so, place you want. So so there is some good news in terms of freedom of speech to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, even though it looked like they were trying to wipe it out completely, they have to leave at least a rouge of freedom of speech, whether or not you're shadow banned or not in ways that you can't detect. We know all the internet companies are doing the same thing. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> but if they want to track everything you do, they have to let you on the internet to be able to tell them what you're doing. That's true. So I agree with that, yeah. 
it won't be totally wiped out. So I'm just trying to help them track me a little <laughs> bit more oh, as much too. as I can. <laughs> Bro, my podcast is called Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. So the track there, they already know my name and everything already. So yeah, you're that's 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 true, you know. So they, they're not they want to be able to track who's doing stuff like this. Obviously, you can see it, you know, and yes, and um man, it's it's yeah. now it's it's crazy. So and then what we see going on is, and there's another lane that is part of this whole World Economic Forum that we're just starting to see them raise their head on. And again, it was talked about at the B20 and the G20, but, and of course we have this current crises on cryptocurrency. So they permitted cryptocurrency out there in many different formats to pioneer it. They need a digital currency that's gonna work in conjunction with the new monetary system. So it has to be compatible with quantum computing, AI, all the different lanes of technology that's gonna be developed. So what do you know? The Federal Reserve Banks of the world are saying we need to regulate. The International Monetary Fund, the World Bank is saying we need to uh, regulate and maybe even establish our own cryptocurrency. China and their partners already have one that is in the works of that's coming. So expect at least another one from the West. But the Federal Reserve Banks are owned by guess who? All <laughs> the banks that answer to the Rothschilds who are part of the Committee of 300. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and it's it's so it's just so big. And so when you look at what cryptocurrency is, it's a digital dollar that they like to call. It's virtual money. Um, you can say paper money is that too, but at least it used to be based on something, although they separated from, from that. They do have some measuring sticks with it. It's also known as stable coins, Bitcoin. They're all talking about the same sort of thing. Yep. And in the cryptocurrency, they've been doing some digital financing as well in terms of developing that, in terms of how that works and how that works with the hedge funds that have been out there with derivatives and those types of things. So that is all starting to come together, particularly at will when when uh, I think the Federal Reserve start to get more control over it and that crypto assets are are merely codes that are stowed and accessed in an electronic way so yeah. they can make any any of your assets disappear or not yes. access to it or not because there's no concrete visible touching to it it's just like if you buy gold but you never receive it and it's sitting yeah. somewhere you don't own that no <laughs> if you don't have it you don't own it, own it. for sure and <laughs> Here's what really starts to connect it is, is that digital currency is working on the principle of blockchain. And blockchain uh, that's connected to the green movement and will be connected to all of these other different standards for the social credit system that they're going to bring in. And blockchaining leaves a permanent record. You cannot erase it. There's a permanent record. There's a permanent connection. You can add to it, but you can't erase it. And so it has these permanent records and that this is going to be part of that social record and even having access to your own crumbs that they're going to give you, you may not have 
if you don't hit their minimum social credit score. Yeah. And they connect everything into the digital currency and the control through this blockchaining tech technology. Mm. And so it is I was talking about blockchains a long time, like like at least yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Two yeah. years ago saying that this is gonna be the new new age of the way they're gonna start doing things. And it was like, yeah, yeah right. You're that's yeah. blockchains are stupid. You shouldn't even invest in that stuff. I was like, all right, dude, whatever, man. Yeah. Now, I remember, I remember now <laughs> this might this might blow your mind. All of this still works on a binary system, 1010 in different combinations, just as the first or maybe yeah, a, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. They, they, they may have to adapt they may have to come up with a new system because that may be considered bigoted to be binary so <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding but what's interesting though is is the first sort of visible tangible thing that indicated there was this world currency that, that would be part of the mark of the beast that was coming along was a visible reputation in the UPC code that's based on that system that had the 666 um, that was was in there with the bars that they have in it, but um, not shown in the number system of the UPC code. That's still in all this technology all the way through. So whether or not that changed from a UPC code to a QR code that we saw pioneered in Canada for the um, vaccine passport, it will be in there uh and then, then they foreshadowed it with the upc code and everybody and i mean back then it's like oh yeah that's got to be the mark of the system mark of the beast system and if if there wasn't an, an ordained time for this when michael sits down that permits antichrist to come to power that would have been used yeah but until that ordained time happens, it continues to develop and in a much more advanced and nefarious way. Yeah. And I think that uh, even that that guy that I don't know the guy's name, but I guess the, he took twenty four billion dollars. All this stuff is planned yeah. so that that type of stuff happens. So people start complaining and they're, it's called the, the Hegelian dialectic. What they yes. do is they create the problem yep. and they and have then, the solution. It's yes, going to be digital currency, there. Yes. like a, a one world currency for everybody. Right. Yep. So yep. what they, and also what they did is, you know, uh, when they were giving stimulus checks in America of like <laughs> $2.5 trillion, you know, 1% of 1 trillion is $10 billion. We don't realize that with all these numbers are shooting out there. So like yeah. I said, it was one giant experiment and they were, as they, as they were giving these stimulus and stimulus, they were basically, you know, like you were talking about showing us what socialism would look like, getting people more acceptable yeah. to socialism. And um, yeah, it's, it's all yeah. uh, one big giant plan. And like a lot of moving parts was going on. I think during this time we're seeing. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the things that they they've always underestimated is that how fast that they could make this happen the technology to do it properly to develop it even though they're getting lots of help from the fallen angels and the demons it's still a significant thing but it's also the rivalries right mm -hmm. within because it's a power game if you're going to eventually have a world government first with 10 kings and then with an antichrist there's only one family that's going to run the world right like the highlander movies there can only be one yeah um yeah. and so now you see rising in the east perhaps yeah. five toes of the ten toes in the Dan daniel two metallic empire 
And they are very much opposed to the European elitist position that they get to control everything. So you have China rising, uh, you have Russia that's rising, uh, you have India that has been absolutely quiet on this whole thing that's going on with China and going on with uh, uh, Russia and the Ukraine. And that's because India gets most all of their oil from Russia. Um, <laughs> so they're just yeah. like, let's just simmer down for a little You've bit. Got, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And people forget that the subcontinent of India was settled by the Indo-Aryans, just as you had Aryans of a branch that settled into Persia. So these are the Persians, Iran and possibly India, or maybe two separate ones for the end time, as you start to see these groups of nations come together. South, you know, Asia is going to have one. Russia is trying to rebuild their czarist empire. And you have Turkey that's going to come out of um NATO at some point in time. They're already forging relationships with Iran as a, and a broker for Russia and are at odds on NATO in a lot of things. That's Beth Garma. Uh, you have Germany, who is part of the EEC. They're going to split away. They're going to have their own group of nations that will be in Central Europe, I think. And that that is Gomer. And the reason why they're going to join the Eastern Alliance is because they can't survive without the energy and if they it'll be a miracle if they survive the winter this year in terms of without because everybody i talk to in germany i do shows in germany is that um they're going to run out of uh, energy by mid-january whether or not that's wow. accurate or not but that's yeah. that's the es estimation and then and if it's a cold winter it's going to run out sooner so they may have so. anarchy in germany so that whole scenario is going to force them over and the chinese already have their own cryptocurrency yep. that they've been working with china or with russia with on mm. and they already have their own dollar system in the cryptocurrency that they want to put on so they have both that they're working on they have their own credit cards they have their own world banking system yeah. they have an opposing system so part of the to me part of the metaphor of iron doesn't mix with clay with two five you know five kings on each foot is an east and a west relationship mm -hmm. and also understand that Putin is bringing in the Constantinople Church, the Eastern Orthodox Church, to be part of that organizational structure. And I'm not saying that's going to be Babylon, but I'm just saying he's creating an Antichrist-like sort of system. And understand that the old Roman Empire was split into two, centered at Rome and Constantinople. And so as this extends out of the Iron Empire and it rises out of the uh, the ashes of that iron empire it will have that sort of similar sort of look only on a global on a global scale so mm -hmm. i see that rising up and you're going to have these wars and rumors of wars as people like putin try and get what he believes is his bloodline empire back mm -hmm. through kiev and I don't know whether you want me to go down that rabbit hole or not tonight, but whatever you whatever you want to go, Gary, you go. I mean, we're 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 talking. It all it all connects to the new world order, which we're talking about right now. We don't need to stick with yeah. the 
World Economic Forum, you know. Okay, well, I'll quickly touch on it. And if people want to get a hold of me on this, I have a document on Putin. So, um, the where, fake where, where does news this online go back to. I'm going to get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that we're going to talk about it. So, the propaganda to the fake news is telling us that he can't win this war. They're going to be economically destroyed. Uh, I mean, the dollar is higher. The ruble is higher than it was before the war. Oil prices are high. They're being able to fund the war. Their trade has increased on exports, not decreased. Yeah. Um, so the propaganda, you got you just got to see through it and, and also understand that he is not going to back down. No. If you understand that the 10 empires and he wants to be one of those and he wants to have a larger role in the world order, not being against it he just wants to have a larger role is he's he's not going to stop till he gets his empire back together so the putin name comes through his grandfather in about 1850 mm. comes out of nowhere there is no record of a putin name before that it just poof it's out of nowhere and in kiev um and so his grandfather is born and there's a tradition in the Ukraine with the Putyanin bloodline, um, with the royal bloodline of Kiev, of the Putyanin, that if you have a child out of the ordained marriage and wedlock, that child won't get the full benefit of being a full sort of dynastic bloodline, but they, they, can, they will get some. And they can they would give them part of the name. So Putin descends out of Putyanin. Now, Putin's father moves to St. Petersburg sometime after uh, World War One, as I recall. And so that's how Putin shows up in Russia, right? So he believes he's part. And let me now back up a step. So now, if you look at who the Russian czars were. They were a branch dynasty of the Kiev Putyanin. So that in the 1600s, the Romanovs, through intermarriage, take over for the Putyanin originally established branch dynasty in Moscow or Meshek, which is of, uh, you know, Gog of Magog, of, you know, and Meshek that's involved. That's the Russian Empire. But Romanovs, um, they were taken out by Europeans with the European money. They funded communism to take take out the white Russians after the fall of, of the czars. So it was a power play takeout. The Europeans used the same tactic to take the dynastic Chinese dynasty from the Shah dynasty out of power. Mm. So they they were eliminating rivals in preparation for what they would like to impose as their style. But we see sort of a resurgence. So Putin believes that he is the heir because the Romanovs were wiped out. But through the Putyanin bloodline, the original bloodline of Kiev that goes back to the Scythians, that goes back to the the Raphaim after the flood mm. um, that settled in Kiev to create the original czars. Yeah. He believes that he wants to rebuild that Russian 
Empire and Kiev is the centerpiece for that empire. So he's not going to destroy Kiev. He wants to keep it. He may he doesn't want to destroy Ukraine at all, but he'll destroy what he has to to get it. But he is going to rebuild that so he can be one of those 10 kings of the of the Nephilim world order that that they're trying to put together. Yeah, and you notice like I I always look at it like this. If you are not ex-military. Now, I was I was in the army and I know what um I know what uh I was asking like what are the rules of engagement, okay? If 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 a Ukrainian soldier sees a Russian soldier, is it immediately shoot to kill or is it you're allowed to walk by me and you're allowed to yep. drive by me in a tank and as long as you don't shoot at me, I can't shoot at you. That's how America was in Afghanistan at, when yep. I went. It's like well, I didn't go to Afghanistan. I went to Kuwait, but this, yep. I got the rules of engagement. Now, yep. if you can't shoot that soldier that you know is Ukraine and you're Russia, yep. that's not real war. That's yep. something different. It's yep. a military operation. Yep. So you got to find that out, guys. If you want to say, oh, there's all this war going on. People are killing each other. Now, what are the rules of engagement? I've noticed yep. that that I it's not this it's not uh shoot to kill it's like no we're not we're not getting stacks of body bags and mass burials no. going on it's, it's like but nobody ever asked that question How, what kind no. of war is being fought they don't know that's why they're not military like when you're yeah. in the military uh and someone like from the left would be talking to me about oh my gosh ukraine ukraine but I, let me find out what the rules of engagement are and and if you don't if if it's not shoot to kill that's yeah. not war how is yeah. that war you know so Anyways, yeah. I just noticed that. So President Xi, who's the leader of the Chinese, yep. Xi comes from the Western bloodline of the Chinese dynastic bloodline of royals um, that were created by the dragon creator gods, seraphim angels, right? Giants. Um, and both before and after the flood. And Xi is short for for is a short form for Shah. So Z-I or X-I is how Xi is spelt. Uh, X-I-A is the word Shah. And the Shah is the Shah dynasty of the kings, just as the Shah dynasty is the Western part and the main name coming out of the Eastern was the Li family. So you're going to see Li's. I know Li's a popular name, but from a nobility level, from a leadership level, look that Xi and the Li name as being a significant part. And so Xi believes he's a dynastic um, king, rightful heir to the dynasty. He's probably not going to, for a while, recreate that royal sort of look, but he has created a, a job for life that he's not going to give up. Putin has created as a king yeah. a job for life he's not going to give up and that he will find a way to pass it on to bloodline offspring if you know yeah. if the last seven years and or so doesn't come about right yeah. soon so, so it, it will in, be put in line so the yeah. new world order is all in place with with royal bloodlines ready to go you know so if it i mean it yeah. could, i mean it could be getting closer in your opinion what do you think gary like is it getting close to the end is it getting close like the are the birth pains strong enough? Is it getting like, you know, 10 years out, it's, seven years out? What it's getting think? stronger. But the thing is, is what we haven't seen yet is how do we answer how the sacrifices are going to be started up again on a wing, an extremity of the temple 
um, that's guaranteed by Antichrist in the covenant in Daniel 9, 27. Um, uh, so you, you don't have that basis to be able to make that happen today. That starts the last seven years off. So until we yeah. start to see that, the covenant and the sacrifices were not in the last seven years. I don't care how you spin it, but yeah. people who are of a different belief will dismiss the first three and a half years to get around it, even oh. though Daniel 11 from about verse 22 to about close to 30 talks about Antichrist rise before the abomination. So you can't, yeah. it's seven yeah. years, it's in the end time. But anyways, I go down another rabbit hole. Um, oh. But people do disagree with me on, on end time chronology, fair ball, but I just don't think you, you ignore inconvenient passages is, is my, my sort of point there. So, there has to be Babylon rise first. Uh -huh. And for Babylon to rise, you're going to need the false prophets to rise. And the prophets are going to have to make apocalyptic prophecies of doom. Or we're going to, you know, if you don't convert to the true religion, you're going to be wiped from the face of the earth. Yeah. And in and I cover one of the possible scenarios in, in the first book um, about uh these false prophets that will have 10 prophecies in this one line of thought that after a while people will just convert out of fear because they're contrived catastrophes. They're going yeah. to create the problems and survive the solution as you were talking about, which yeah. is this, <laughs> this universal religion. And they're going to de-deify Jesus. They're going to use uh, Sufism and pull in Islam. They're using Kabbalism to pull in, yeah. um, <laughs> Judaism, and they're going to create this umbrella polytheist religion, which I call Enochian mysticism, that started before the flood. It's the same religion that was at Babel, which is the allegory for the Babylon religion. So we need to see that happen. And that creates those catastrophes yeah. that will um, permit uh, Babylon to come, that will permit the ability to uh bring about world government because the woman who rides the beast that's yeah. babylon that's the woman of babylon the mystical religion as the allegory talks about so mm -hmm. i think we're going to need to see more of that but we're seeing a coming together a heating up of some of the pangs uh but it's going to get worse yeah uh and it's good and people are going to say it's armageddon lots of times before we even get to the last seven years yeah so it's got to heat up a lot yet yep we got uh some rumors of wars happening with china and taiwan you got russia ukraine well, look, you and know? look what's going on in brazil right now oh yeah yeah all that too that's yeah, it's heating up. So that's you know. a month of continual protest. Yeah, uh, for a rigged election is what they're saying, and Twitter was very much part of that, as Musk has released on on his files in the in the last week or so. And uh, so the government, uh, the left wing government that stole the election, is now moving to get more violent in the suppression of the protests. And so look for that thing to get absolutely wild i think and you're going to see more of that all around the world because it's a left movement yeah that is trying to bring this about and they do it in the same mo as they've done all throughout history i mean even in nazi germany hitler won an election 
and then wiped out <laughs> the parliament, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is going to be a scenario. They'll take an excuse. If, you know, given uh, enough fear, we heard the cry in the U.S. election yeah. about the threat to democracy. They would wipe out all opposition um, given the opportunity. And uh, I think I think it's just going to continue to rise. I thought it might be if, you know, if that election looked like it would be too much one sided. I thought maybe they might do something like martial law to per oh. permit it. But 2019, uh, 2020, it was getting like, I mean, yeah. this is how bad it got, Gary. I, I actually went to my pastor's house with my AR-15 and I sat yeah. on his doorstep ready for these protesters to enter his community because cops were calling him saying, hey, dude, these people have uh, gasoline cans. They yep. have lighters and they're ready to go into your community. So I'm driving over to my pastor's house. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? Like that yeah. would never ha ever happened before. So, yeah, America was in shambles, too, at one time. Pretty bad. Uh, you know, it was yeah. getting pretty crazy. So. Well, and the thing that, you know, we haven't sort of realized that there, there hasn't been a proper sort of autopsy on the, on the pestilence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I'm hoping that still happens all around the world because mm. it just, there just has to be, if we're going to save our Western way of life, uh, or we're going to go the other direction if we, if we don't deal with it. So one of the ramifications though, is that so many things have been broken in the west because yeah. of the pestilence i mean yeah. you have the most and in canada we don't even get these numbers presented they won't release the numbers and, and we get the unemployment rate yeah but we don't get the true unemployment rate we get only the people that are looking for jobs so we don't get the higher number which is usually about a 10 point spread yeah. and we also aren't get but what you do get in the u.s is you get a job participation rate Mm. like you and it's still hovering down around 60 percent in the u.s wow and people can't hire yeah and it's the same thing in canada we just don't get released the numbers and you can't continue to have that amount of people not working and growing in numbers and then feeding them with free money yeah and expect that this this is going to to actually get better um, but from the healthcare system, it has broken the healthcare system in Canada. Um, we'll see what happens. It's broken the healthcare system in, uh, Great Britain and in most countries around the world. Um, I don't think it's broken the system in, in the U S I think it has that combination of government and private enterprise. So there's, it's, there's, this kind of like almost a hedged approach there. I know it's not a socialist system there, but uh, there's also a lot of government in, involvement in, in the healthcare. And, yeah. uh, and so healthcare, you know, is broken in a lot of places and you start yeah. breaking some of the key things that people say, this is the minimum that you're supposed to do for me in my uh, democracy. Yeah. You know, uh, healthcare and protect me from the violence, protect me from the criminals, right? Those are the two basic things. And I want freedom of speech. If you don't have freedom of speech, you don't have a democracy. Yeah. And so we've had a lot of things that were, were cracked and broken. And 
I don't see them being repaired properly. So it'll be a no. patchwork. So the next catastrophe, things get absolutely worse that come out of it. And the debt that has come about, the yeah. debt that keeps being piled on is part of the global reset. And yeah. now with the higher interest rates, you're going to see that debt start yeah. to really pile up on the average person. It's it's, it's in motion. And again, we haven't seen the true size of the contrived ca uh, catastrophes yet. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be like another like two years or something before we see that, but they're probably going to have that next catastrophe already come. So it's, you know, oh, they're already, they're already planning it. Yes. I, I could They've see got that. another one already ready to go. Yeah. Yep. And well, and, probably, and, and I see, and I see NIH is back. <laughs> they probably fired the last guy and they're like, they gave the same numbers as the flu. Are you kidding? Oh man, what the? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, so. you know, NIH is back funding uh, in other countries now the same uh, research, so they're yeah. going to arm it. Um, and and if you look at what China has talked about, they're on record at saying that the next large war is going to be fought with biological weapons. And so you have two labs in Wuhan. You have the military lab and then you have the research lab and they work pretty much hand in hand. So they're developing these viruses for, uh, you know, for weapons that the, somehow they have to figure out is, is that you can't kill your own population as well. So they have to get better <laughs> at that almost like that mRNA technology to be able to target it better. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Cause they don't want their own kids and their own cousins <laughs> and their own Royal family dying from it too. So they're like, Oh, we got to get something. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you, yeah, if you want to take over the world, you have to have your own country survive. Yeah. Right? It just <laughs> common sense. Of course. So, all right. Well, Gary, I think this is amazing episode. We're at a, a hour and a half, which we normally do with you. And, um, We'll have you back again. I, I need to have a good roundtable. I uh, finally got a hold of Derek Gilbert. Um, so I'd like to have a good roundtable yep. with you, Derek Gilbert. And I'm thinking of the third all-star. I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. But um, in a few months here, if you want to think of some ideas, um, yep. we could do like a yep. nice little roundtable with you guys. If you're interested. Yep. Yeah, and, and yeah, and Gilbert's a really good uh, person to work with. So uh and 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 knowledge so yeah i always like working with derek so okay shouldn't call Perfect. him by his last name <laughs> let me let me know uh who the next who, let me know if you'd like any if there's anybody else that you've worked with that you like you know did, did you uh well we'll talk off the air actually <laughs> so all right so everybody well, well you okay, know, uh, well we did we did a uh, we did a prophecy table with a couple other guys that were fine um yeah so okay all right perfect yeah, yeah the round so table whoever good, whoever so. you want Okay. I mean, the whole the whole concept is is to get some views and ideas out there and help people sort things out, right? So yes, yes, exactly. A bunch of a bunch of great minds brought together, and you guys uh, sort it out. So, yeah. All right. Well, everybody that's listening, uh, like I said, check out Gary's book, The Genesis Six Conspiracy. Also, just go to his website and purchase the book off of there. Uh, look into some of the stuff. You can email him if you have any questions. Uh, he will definitely be back on the show. Uh, cause he does Christian and conspiracy, just like our whole show is based on, and you know, so, um, anything, any last words you'd like to say, Gary, before we, before we get off? Um, yeah, just so for people who are looking for an update on my second book, I'm on chapter 59 of the proofread of 84 chapters. 
uh, and the subtitle it's going to be Genesis six conspiracy part two. I think the subtitle is going to be how understanding uh, the Raphaim and prehistory helps define end time prophecy. Mm -hmm. So it's going to go deep in on everything in prehistory, including the angelic order, every, all the things that are in, in the Bible about the giants, but all the way it's going to start linking important uh, references to end time prophecy and then the last third of the book is going to tie that in using the end time prophecy um, and giving you some chronology that goes with it awesome amazing so guys look forward to that genesis 6 awesome. part two jason any last words before we get off no man everything was great thanks thanks gary thank you josh uh hope you guys have a wonderful night tonight you know sweet dreams yes. You guys right. have a good weekend. Everybody that's listening, uh, we you know before we do the prayer, please uh, you know if you guys could leave us the five star review on uh, Apple, uh, also on Spotify. Uh, comment, like, share, subscribe. You know, support us if you guys can. Um, like that, we don't need money. Don't send us any money. We just want you guys to share this so that people that get woken money. up. <laughs> send jason money to his website no i'm just money. kidding, <laughs> kidding. So, right. yeah. no no cryptocurrency though <laughs> yeah please no blockchain all right we ain't trying to get that so anyways all right thank you guys for listening and we'll end this in prayer so father god in the name of jesus thank you for another amazing episode uh we really appreciate everything you do for us lord we know that the new world order is trying to put out you know their chess pieces but i know lord you are the king of kings and the lord of lords and you are the winner at the end of this um, chess match, you know, between you and Satan. So I know God, you're going to win. And I just want to say everybody that's listening right now in our, in our personal lives, Lord, please be here for us in our personal lives. As we take steps to, uh, you know, be the spiritual leader of our homes, uh, as we take steps to teach our children uh, to walk with you, Lord, uh, in our house, we want to serve the Lord. That's what we want to do. So anybody that's listening, any fathers out there that are having any trouble, maybe sharing the word of God with their kids or sharing the word of God with their wives, even including myself, help me to teach my kids and help them to teach their kids the correct way to walk with you. And also we pray for Gary. We pray for anybody out there that needs any spiritual guidance. We also pray for Gary, um, you know, keep him healthy, keep him uh, able to do these shows so he can keep, uh, you know, spreading the gospel on these secular shows and on these Christian shows. So thank you, Lord, for everything you do for us. I pray for Jason as well and his wife that you get, you keep them, um, you know, spiritually grounded and, and Jason to be able to teach his uh, daughter and his son, and as other son, um, everything that, that you want them to know. Thank you, God, for everything you do for us. We appreciate it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank amen. you. Guys, please uh, just support Gary on, on anything you can support him on. Check out his book. Check out his website. And uh, we appreciate you guys. And God bless you.